0: You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates.
1: Pirate fans, welcome into the show tonight. Uh, This is a show where we basically discuss the top five or six games around the country each week in college football. Another big week ahead. And just like that, we're heading into hard to believe we're heading into week six. Um, And I'd like to uh, just take a second here and welcome in my partner of ESPN three, a former great pirate football player, Jay Sunhalter. Jay, how you doing?
0: Maddie, I'm good. Can't believe we're already in October. It's getting cold outside.
1: Dude, it's unbelievable. It's uh, here in New England. Jay, I was telling you before the show, it's, you know, we're heading down into the 40s. It's it's cold. It's it gets dark at like five o'clock at night. Um, and who's the genius that came up with daylight savings? It, you know, it's the dumbest thing in the world. They need to get rid of that. But uh, the,
0: the funny part, the funny part, Maddie, is like, you know, when we were playing, you get the terrible August and summer weather, which is miserable. And then it gets cold, and no one likes that. You only have like two weeks of nice weather, so <laughs> we have the end of September. Now it's cold.
1: Exactly. I mean, game day,
0: it's fun. game day. It's fine. It's practice is where it's tough, where you're out there freezing. So, anyways,
1: yeah, it's never fun to practice in the cold weather. That's for sure. But uh, so, how you doing, my friend? You um, you you beat up on me pretty good last weekend. Uh, well, my, my, my pride is hurt. I'm not gonna I'm lie. Feel-
0: I am not feeling great cuz I'm sitting around 500. So, you know, 13 and 13. I can't I can't boast for that, but it's a new season, it's a new day, so I'm ready to go 5 and 0. We got some good right. games of this weekend. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I like it. You know, it's a uh, nice thing about this, it's a week to week game, so um, you know, you can rebound quickly and uh I need to pick it up because I've the last 2 weeks I've been a little shaky. After starting off fast, I've been a little shaky on my picks, but uh Definitely a great slate of games, Jay, and uh, looking forward to that. But before we kind of look forward here into week six, just wanted to recap week five really quick. Very happy to see the Pirates bounce back in a big way. You know, it was a gut-wrenching defeat against Navy. I think kind of universally recognize that that's a game we should have won. I think the coaches feel it. I think the players feel it. The fans certainly do, Jay. And then, you know, we were able to go down to Boca and take care of business.
0: Yeah, huge win last weekend and you know, I think a lot of frustration they let out and just dominated dominated South Florida and you know, we saw the explosive offense and just the passing game really really do a lot of good things and you know, now it's all about second week on the road. This is a 2 lane team that's having a great year. How how's the matchup going to look, you know, being on the road another another road game that's back to back weeks you know, how is East Carolina going to come out? And, you know, I think they've, there's a lot of motivation they're clicking and a lot of confidence they've gained from the South Florida game.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, for me personally, I, I was really happy for <clears throat> Holt Nailers to bounce back the way he did. You know, going back to that Navy game again, he had the bad pick in the fourth quarter with a chance to win the game. And, you know, he's the type of kid you, you, you cheer for. And he bounces back, Jay, with a huge game, 31 of 41 for 465 yards, six touchdowns, and the big one, no interceptions. So that's a uh, – it doesn't get any better than that.
0: If if, if they protect the football, they're going to have an opportunity to win every single game the rest of the year.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, there's – talent-wise, I feel like we're right there with these teams now, so it's not like there's a talent deficiency. Maybe Cincinnati, <clears throat> I think Cincinnati is still a step ahead of everybody in the conference talent-wise, but I think we're right there.
0: Well, they've got an opportunity to go. I mean, you know, in all these ball games, the team that plays the most disciplined, the team that that really stays consistent throughout each game is going to win because you know, there's good teams in this league, but no one's dominant. And, you know, if East Carolina comes out there and plays their best ball and gets better every week, they're going to have an opportunity to win the league still.
1: Absolutely, and you know, um, you know. One more thing on Holt Nailers here, Jay. It's amazing. You look at his season stats: one one thousand five hundred and thirty-two yards passing, fifteen touchdowns to three interceptions. So those are winning numbers. If he can stay on that kind of pace, um, he has a chance to have a special year here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been really good so far. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, you know, how now that they're in conference play, how are they going to play? I mean you know, for, for the whole team, it's all about the wins now, you know, and and that's going to be the challenges every week. There's going to be a good opponent. How are they going to play?
1: No doubt. And, um, you know, we're kind of heading into murderers row here a little bit with, you know, you look at the schedule Tulane, who you mentioned, very good team, Memphis. We have BYU out there, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston. And then we finished the season with temple. So this is a very tough stretch. And, um, you know, not to sound cliche, as our coaches used to say, Jay, but it really is one week at a time at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, each game it's going to be interesting. And, you know, what you did last week doesn't matter. And each team, it could go either way. So, you know, for East Carolina, if they go out there and, and continue to improve, they're going to have a chance. So, If not, you know, these other teams are talented enough to, to win. So, it's exciting to see the Tulane game. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a really good ball game.
1: Absolutely. So, um Jay, any big surprises for you last weekend around the country? I know there were some shockers out there. Um, did anybody kind of sneak up on you and and really just you know shock you with the score?
0: Uh, shocked Oklahoma got blown out. I don't know what the heck's going on over there because they looked great through the first three weeks of the season, and now they're going into the Texas ball game reeling and could lose their third ball game. Uh, the other surprise was Georgia. I'm surprised they looked as bad as they did when they beat Missouri. So, you know, they won, but their offense is one dimensional. I mean, I still think Alabama and Georgia are the two best teams in the country, but I was just surprised. They, uh, they almost lost that game.
1: That was kind of a shocker. I mean, they were down late in that game. And, um, you know, you just knew watching it that they were going to find a way to come back and win it, but for them to be in that much trouble against a pretty bad, I mean, this is not the Missouri of five years ago. This is, Missouri's been pretty bad so um I I, I'm guessing it's just kind of a blip and you know Georgia kind of took the week off mentally I think from their approach and I'm sure they'll bounce back but um I'll tell you the one that surprised me Jay is Mississippi State absolutely rolled up on Texas A&M 42 to 24 um Mike Leach down in Mississippi State what are your thoughts there
0: well, Mike Leach is is winning. I mean, he the state of Mississippi with Dion Leach, and, and Kiffin, and they've got some great coaches down there. And uh, the fact that they blew out Texas A&M, I mean, things aren't right at Texas A&M. No matter how much money they're paying Jimbo Fisher, it's not right over there. And you shouldn't be losing the games they're losing. And Texas A&M shouldn't be losing to Appalachian State and Mississippi State. So, uh, big win for Mississippi State. They look good. They always are playing good offense, and now their defense is coming along, and that was an important win. But Texas A&M, they're in trouble, especially going against Alabama this weekend.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. There's something wrong with that offense. I mean, the defense is definitely there, but then all of a sudden they give up 42 to uh, Mississippi State. There's some cause for concern down there and college station. So, um You know, hey, definitely, uh, like we talk about every week, so much parody, um, some shockers from last week. But let's go ahead and jump here into uh, week six. And uh, we have Bubba Rosenbaum producing tonight. Bubba's going to throw the uh, first game up onto the screen here. And we have, Jay, number 17, TCU, six-and-a-half-point favorite at number 19, Kansas um Kansas undefeated Jay what are your thoughts here
0: Kansas is my team I saw them in week one uh I'm a big believer in Kansas and I think they're going to cover this ball game uh so much improved I mean they're the surprise of the country and when I saw them week one and talked to their staff and the players I knew yeah I didn't know what it was good like what the record was going to be I knew though they were building something special there, and I'm I'm excited for them. I think they're going to cover.
1: Yeah, I'll give you credit, Jay. You've been, you know, I think the fact that you saw them week one, you've been all over Kansas this year, and <clears throat> they've been kind of they've been a shocker to me. I mean, to be at five and zero, they were able to pull out a tough win against Iowa State last weekend. I think there were some missed field goals there, but um I'll tell you, I this TCU team. The fact that they were able to blow out Oklahoma is really impressive. I mean, that was a that was what you call a woodshed beating. I mean, they they took them out back and 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 gave them a beatdown. Um, so I'm I really like the way this this TCU team is playing. They play fast, they're aggressive. Um, I think Kansas is going to come back down to earth a little bit this week. It's going to be a close game, but I think TCU finds a way to get it done by a touchdown. So I'm going to go with the Horned Frogs, Jay.
0: All right, we're 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 split here. Track it for next week, Bubba. Play this tape we'll back. Split. <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely. Who's next?
0: Who's next, Bubba? I need to get a win. Who we got next? <clears throat> All right, SEC, let's go. Go ahead, Maddie.
1: All right, Jay. SEC matchup. This is a good one. Number eight, Tennessee, a three-point favorite at – a now-ranked LSU team. What are your thoughts here?
0: Oh, I mean, this one, you look at the spread, I mean, how many teams go into Baton Rouge and win? I mean, that's tough. Now, it's happened and they haven't. This isn't the same LSU team. You look at the odds, though. I mean, Tennessee's flying high. Do they come back to earth? And LSU, everyone was down on them after Florida State, and they've won, you know, they've won consecutive games in a row. I'm going to go with Brian Kelly and LSU and Joe Sloan. My guy, Joe Sloan, the offensive coordinator, former Pirate, LSU.
1: Gotcha, guy. Got was he a former teammate of yours, Jay?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's excuse me, He's a quarterback coach, but he was a teammate of mine, yeah. So he's he's a great guy, awesome coach, and uh, he's done at LSU, and uh, I think they're going to cover, and I, I think they could win this.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, this, this is one, like, this is a really tough one. A road dog um, in the SEC is always tough. I watched a lot of the LSU Auburn game last weekend. LSU was actually down 17 0 in the first half. And uh, they were able to uh, get a fumble, scoop, and score before halftime, kind of got back into it. And then they pulled that game out. I think it was 21 17. Love the quarterback's athleticism. He, man, he is, I don't know if you've seen much of him, Jay, but he is, he is electric with his feet. Um, Really dynamic athlete. He reminds me a little bit of the kid from Louisville, uh, just his ability to extend plays. Um, so LSU definitely moving in the right direction with Brian Kelly. I just don't think they're quite there yet. So this is gonna be our second disagreement of the night, Jay. I'm going with the volunteers. The volunteers to go into Baton Rouge um to get it done. It's not a night game. I think it's a 12 o'clock kickoff. So I don't know how much that weighs into it, but I'm gonna go with. The volunteers are gonna stay hot and cover the three.
0: Look at you. Look at you and I. Two fights already. Let's see if we <laughs> agree on anything.
1: We'll I mean, track hey, all of. Been, we're gonna
0: play this video back next week. We're gonna play been,
1: this footage. You've been cornered a lot better than I have the last two weeks. So uh you're probably right. But we'll see, buddy. We'll see. What do we got next, Bubba? Whew, another this time we go out to the pack twelve. Utah, number eleven, Utah, who's quietly kind of played some great football ever since that opening weekend lost to Florida. A three and a half point favorite at number eighteen UCLA. Tough game, Jay. All
0: right, it'd probably be surprised here. I think uh, I think US UCLA is pretty legit. Utah is playing Southern Cal next week at home and I don't think they're looking ahead. That is a real thing, though. So, I mean, I think they can win this. I just think that UCLA is at least going to cover.
1: Okay. All right. All right. If it was three, I would feel really good about about Utah. But the three and a half gives me some cause for concern. UCLA looked great. And I've been down on UCLA. I thought they were more of a pretender. Um, Didn't have much respect for that team. But They found a way to beat down Washington last week at home. That's pretty impressive because Washington's got a good football team. Um, I have a hard time betting against Utah because they've been so consistent. Um, They beat up on Oregon State last week. But I do like the fact that it's in L.A. UCLA is a hot team. They have some momentum. So I'm going to go with you here, Jay. I think UCLA finds a way to cover the three and a half at home.
0: All right. We're in agreement. Finally, At least we'll, win or lose, we'll win or lose together. It makes me happy.
1: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, buddy. We'll see. Um, all right,
0: Bubba. Who we got next? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is this is one I'll, I'll tell you. Everyone would think BYU, why is Notre Dame favored by three and a half? That's the question. What does Vegas know?
1: Yeah, exactly. What does will the Catholics take down the Mormons? That's that's a Good question right there, Bubba. Um, so what, what do you think here, Jay? I mean, this game's in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame kind of heading in the right direction since that 0-2 start. What do you think? Well, I,
0: I'll tell you. I, I, you would think that BYU's going to win or cover that. But, I mean, also, everyone's going to think that. And you always think when the public goes one way, you go the other way. I'm going to say that Notre Dame is going to cover here. Just because I think it's a weird spread, have, I'm not basing this on, on, you know, w- we'll see how both team both teams. I mean, BYU's been great this season. Notre Dame's been up and down. I just think that I think Notre Dame's going to cover for this one. I just have a hunch.
1: Yeah, I I think it's a good pick. I mean, BYU looked very shaky to me last week against Utah State, and Utah State is a horrific team. They are horrible. I mean, they struggled with UConn. They lost to Alabama by like 60. Um, No shame in in losing to Alabama, but it was like 60 to nothing. Um, That team is horrible. And they were beating BYU in the second half. BYU's played a kind of like a murderer's row schedule. Um, Could they be wearing down a bit? Maybe they just had a bad week. I don't know. But. I feel like Notre Dame's trending in the right direction. They absolutely demolished North Carolina, which is always fun to see North Carolina get beat down. But I mean, they absolutely manhandled the Tar Heels a few weeks ago. Um, And what I really like about this one, Jay, is they're coming off a bye week. They had a bye week. So they've had two weeks to get ready for BYU coming into South Bend. Um, I think they're fresh. I think they're moving in the right direction. Marcus Freeman, you know, maybe he's got it going. So I'll say Notre Dame covers the three and a half. I'm with you on this one.
0: All right, two for two, buddy. Two for two. What's next, Bubba? All right.
1: (laughs) A a shootout on the Red River. Texas minus seven against Oklahoma. And neither one of these teams are ranked. Um, how often do you actually see that over the last you know thirty or forty years, where you know at least one of these teams you know isn't ranked? So uh, another tough one. What do you think here?
0: All right, I'm going to go out on a limb. Um, you may disagree with me, but I I feel really confident in this. I'm going to go with Oklahoma to cover, and this is why they've just lost two games in a row. Unless there's something disastrously wrong, and I don't think there is. I don't see Oklahoma, whose backs are against the wall, they have to win this game, losing to their rival by seven or more points. Now, obviously, we don't know the outcome of this, and Texas may surprise us and and blow them out. I don't think Texas is amazing either, but I just think the fact that there's a lot of pressure on Oklahoma in a rivalry game, I would be shocked if they lose by seven points or more. So I'm going to go with Oklahoma to cover.
1: Man, I, I think you said everything I was about to say. I, I agree with you. I totally agree with you here. Um, you find it hard to believe that Oklahoma three weeks in three weeks in a, in a row is gonna perform that badly. They're always motivated for this game. Um, excuse me, it's the Red Rival, Red River Rivalry. Thanks to uh Bubba Rosenbaum here for, for putting that up. Um but Always going to be a fun game. Um, I I agree. I think Oklahoma finds a way to bounce back. They're going to have, you know, for a fact, their coach is going to destroy them in practice this week. They're going to be watching film. They're going to be motivated. Um, So I think Oklahoma finds a way to bounce back. I don't know who's going to win, but I think they'll cover the seven points for sure. And I, this is a comment here from Bubba. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas is not only huge for all the obvious reasons, but following losses to K State and TCU, Brent Venables and the Sooners must win to have a solid chance of competing in the Big Twelve. Exactly. It's it's you know it's getting halfway through the season. It's kind of now or never for the Sooners. So um, should be a, a bounce back opportunity there. So those are our top five games, Jay. Uh, we did pretty good, man. We 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 uh we called some similar games this week.
0: So we agree on three and disagree on two.
1: Correct. Correct. Okay.
0: All right.
1: All right. Well, so we're going to we... track
0: this, show the video next week, and see who's the winner and who's the loser. And I hey, hope Bubba. we both win.
1: Bubba's got the season stats, so uh, you know Bubba's got the season stats. You're you're winning. I think you're two games I know, but
0: up. I know, but I don't feel like – I don't think either of us are winning.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's – uh. hey, there's a lot of time left, a lot of time left. But – um. so we got those five games. Let's go ahead and kind of shift focus here, Jay, to – you know, we touched on it at the beginning of the show, but let's kind of analyze the Pirates heading down to New Orleans – to face off against a four and one, very impressive Tulane team.
0: Well, Tulane is really well coached. Willie Fritz is a, is a heck of a coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Tulane had a bad year last year and uh, kind of shocked this year, four and one and playing great and kind of, you know, a surprise with how well they've been playing. They just beat Houston last week and down on their quarterbacks, you know, down the depth chart. Now, Michael Pratt's coming back and, Pratt's really, really good. So there, he's going to test out the secondary for East Carolina. Um, I, I think this game is going to be very tight, closely matched, competitive. I mean, I think I think it's, it's going to really go down to the wire. So uh, this is a big one for ECU. Um, after this one, you get to come home. Um, if they can get two games on the road in conference, that would be a huge boost.
1: Absolutely. And this, this game initially opened as a pick'em, um, and the line has now shifted to, to lane minus three, which I think is a fair line. You know, I, I do see it as a pick'em type game. Uh, whoever executes the best and, you know, I think it's going to be one of those games. It's going to come down to maybe a crucial turnover, maybe a special teams play. I think it's going to be that close where one play could dictate the winner of this one. Um, but, Jay, I wanted to, to ask you. Um, we touched on Holton Nailers at the outset of the show. Wanted to ask you, you know, our kind of our um, bruiser type back, Rajay Harris, went down this week with a torn ACL. Um, wanted to get your thoughts on the running back room. We, you know, Marlon Gunn, obviously a very impressive freshman.
0: Well, Gunn's going to be great. Um, he is fast, he's big. I mean, he, he has all the tools. With Harris, I feel terrible for him, you know, just with the injury and all the rehab he's going to do and, and missing this season. Uh, he's a huge loss. He is an unbelievably pass protector, as well as his running ability. He's really good running back. His pass blocking, what he can do picking up blitz is, is outstanding, and he's going to be missed in the passing game. And uh that's gonna be the challenge, you know, for Mitchell who's who's coming back, you know, how how healthy he'll be, how he'll perform coming back. And then for Gunn, who's really good, you know, it's just the, those guys are gonna have to, you know, step up and, and pick up, you know, where they're gonna miss Harris. So it's a tough loss for you to see with Harris, you know, out for the rest of the season. They they do have great depth at that position. Um but they're they're gonna miss his game and his talent.
1: They definitely are. I mean, he's beyond the fact he's a great player. He's a great kid, great leader. Um, he's kind of a, you know, an ambassador for that team and um, he does a great job. So huge injury there. You know, we're very fortunate to have Keaton Mitchell and Marlon Gunn. And then, you know, you look, I always kind of look to the third back because you're only one injury away. <clears throat> and um, you know, you have Kamaro Edmonds, who's a transfer from the University of North Carolina, he was a four-star recruit um, out of Havelock. Um, he came into the program, I believe it was late spring. Um, so you now have Kamaro Edmonds in that role of the third back. Yeah, an opportunity
0: so, for him to step up. I mean, when injuries happen, guys have to step him to get opportunities. So, you know, um, he's a talented guy and everyone's going to have to perform.
1: No question about it, and uh, it'll be fun to see. Jay, what do you think about, you know, you look at East Carolina last week. um, Listen, we both know defenses oftentimes can dictate the play calling that you have on offense, but it seemed like East Carolina came out much more aggressive approach, um, a lot less zone coverage. We had man-to-man on the outside, so I thought we took a lot more shots vertically in the passing game. Um, what were your thoughts on just the play calling in general? Do you think that is something we're going to see moving forward, or do you think that was because of the opponent?
0: Well, I, I think, I think uh, yeah, I mean, they jumped on South Florida and, and won the game early on. I mean, I, I think when you look at play calling, you know, on defense, obviously you're strategizing blitzing or how you're going to handle things. On the offensive side, you, know, you may call a go route every single play, But if they take it away, you're going to have to take the check down. So I I think, you know, Mm -hmm. South Florida wasn't as good as Navy on defense. They weren't as complicated um, on complex. And we had some opportunities where there, you know, we we have great wide receivers and we took advantage of that. So, I mean, I think there was some more, you know, kind of aggressiveness there. But I, I mean, I think it's 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 on everybody. You know, for those big plays or, you know, aggressive mindset and, you know, again, aggressive is always great, but sometimes it's not the right thing to do. I mean, sometimes you don't want to be aggressive against certain teams. So um, you want to play it more close to the vest and just, you know, pick up positive yards. So, you know, I think in in that game, you know, the big plays worked and, you know, kind of had the knockout punch. But I, I think every game is different.
1: It definitely is. And, you know, I my feeling is, you know, we're going to thrive when teams play us man on the outside. We have the receivers. We have height. Uh, we have the ability, the ability to stretch the field with those receivers. Um, and I think Holton, when you look at his ability to throw the deep ball this year, it's so much better than it's ever been. He's been money, especially on the fade routes, the jump balls. Um, last week inside the red zone, some of those fades to – C.J. Johnson were literally yeah. perfectly thrown balls. So um, it's going to be interesting. Tulane has a great defense, uh, really impressive. I mean, this is a team that beat Kansas State a few weeks ago, a hot team. Um, you know, it's it's a, it, they, they knocked off Houston um, in Houston last week. So, you know, like you said, very, very, uh, you know, Willie Fritz, just an excellent coach. You know, they're going to be ready to go.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a fun ball game and they've had big wins and you know, coming off of that Houston game, you know, a lot of publicity on that one. I just think that this matchup, this game is so important. You know, I mean this game isn't gonna make or break the season. For East Carolina and for Tulane, though, this is a big one. If you can get a win in this one, it's gonna set yourself up for the next games to be bigger and bigger.
1: It, you definitely, yeah, I think you have to get this one. Um, and then you have a chance to come back home against Memphis in Greenville um, for homecoming. So really great opportunity here for the Pirates. Um, I really hope, I think this is the type of game where Holt Nailers has to make plays with his feet. And I hope he's given the opportunity to do that because it's going to be that tight. He's going to have to make some plays with his feet. So it'll be very interesting to uh, to watch unfold, my friend Bubba. I don't know if – I think you mentioned there were some uh, under-the-radar games this week, if you wanted to throw those up on the screen. Um, here we go. So, Purdue at Maryland, absolutely. Um, Purdue – you know, Jay, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Minnesota was undefeated and ranked, and Purdue put it on them pretty good last week. Pretty impressive win.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you, the Big Ten are- – or. I mean, it's deep. I mean, it's crazy how good that league is in Purdue, Purdue, and I mean, Maryland is good. I, that'll be an interesting game. I'm probably gonna be watching other games, but that'll be an interesting game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling I'm not gonna be watching much of Purdue versus Maryland. but um th- this is a game that I actually thought about putting into the top five. I think this is a good matchup. Uh, Florida State, you know, they, they they dropped the game at Wake. Wake's Wake's an outstanding team. They really are. I mean, they're, they're very good. Um, NC State couldn't quite get the offense going against Clemson, but I thought they held up pretty well physically. You know, um, what, what do you think here, Jay, at, in Raleigh, in your hometown?
0: Yeah, it, it's this one. This one's going to be be really interesting. I mean, after, after the, the Clemson game, you're like, okay, NC State's at home, you know, Florida State's down well. Florida State's good. I mean, Florida State lost to Wake Forest. Wake Forest is legit. I think this is going to be a heck of a game. And I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if FSU comes in and wins. I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Um, you know, if you're NC State, you got to get this one at home. You have to. And, I'll tell you, I don't know if it was just a rumor, but I thought it was kind of funny. Um, The coach for NC State is kind of rumored, uh, Dave Doran, rumored to or linked in some way. It could just be fake news. You know, we we know there's tons of fake news out there in college football. Right. right? Linked to the Wisconsin job. What do you think about that
0: one? He's not going to get that. I mean, unless they win the ACC, there's too many other guys they'd go with. I mean, they'll throw his name around. But I mean, what? Why would they hire? Why would they hire him when they fired Paul Chris, who won nine games every year or more? I mean, Dave Dorn hasn't won anything.
1: Right. It's a good point. It's a good point. So I mean,
0: I mean, all these guys are going to be rumored and linked. But I mean, if you're the AD at Nebraska or excuse me at Wisconsin, Barry Alvarez, why would you hire Dave Dorn? I mean, what? Where's the step up in that?
1: Right. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, I how can you sell you. that
0: to the fan? I mean, I mean, that's that's. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like all these guys. How are you going to sell somebody to the fan base that hasn't won the ACC? Like, what would excite the boosters to hire a guy? well, you know, he's got to win the ACC or be darn close to get a to get a big job. And I mean, I think I think he I think he could get another one. I don't know if he get that one, but I mean, they they've got to win big. If they go nine and three, it's a good year, but I mean Wisconsin, you know, they can get somebody else.
1: Yeah, I mean, how about the fact that they fired Paul Christ? I mean, pretty much all this guy's done is won games there. He's taken them the bowl games, you know, top twenty five finishes like every year. He gets off to one rough start. And I I guess that's just the world we live in. It's kind of it's kind of pathetic the way sometimes these coaches are fired. Maybe there's more to the story. Who knows? I don't want to get into it yes. too much, but Um, Jim Leonard, the DC at Wisconsin is a kind of a hot commodity in coaching circles. You know, he's a, he's a young name up and comer. So maybe he gets a job. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I
0: mean, I, I, there's gotta be stuff going on behind the scenes because that doesn't make sense on the surface. So I'm sure there's something behind the scenes and that's why it happened because especially Wisconsin, they're not they don't do that crazy stuff. So there must have been something happening they didn't like. And then also, you know, I know Jim Leonard's just the interim coach. But, I mean, if there's something going behind the scenes, they want to give it to him, they don't want him to leave, you know, I assume he's going to have a good chance to get that job.
1: Yeah. I I think Paul Chris was the third coach in probably 30 years at Wisconsin. So they have a pretty good track record there. Um, The Razorbacks, Jay, at Mississippi State, another intriguing game here. Um what, what what do you think here? Well,
0: it's that's gonna be a tough one. I mean, every game that SEC is good now. Um I I am gonna I'm gonna go with Arkansas on that one. I, I think you know Mississippi State's passing game, Arkansas a little better in the trenches. So I'm gonna go with Arkansas.
1: It'll be interesting, man. I, I never like to bet against Mike Leach because uh I just like the guy. You know, I just he's one of the few personalities, old school personalities we have left in college football. You know, we used to have a ton of them with Bobby Bowden and uh, Spurrier and some of these guys. You know, Leach is is definitely the most entertaining interview in college football, right? I mean.
0: He is. The interview is better
1: than watching the game sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that, buddy. So, um, yeah, so those are some. Some extra games here, but I think uh I think we've covered it pretty good, Jay. I think we've touched on all the big games. Um, you know, uh, you know, here's another one here. Georgia is a 30 point favorite over Auburn. The oldest rivalry in the South. Well, I think that game's in Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. So um <clears throat> who knows? I mean, after last week, squeak out a win against, you know, Missouri, you know, who, who knows?
0: Well, I think I think Auburn may be falling off the cliff. I mean, Brian Harzen is in deep trouble down there, and in Georgia just played terrible against Missouri. So I'm sure they're gonna come out playing playing on fire. So I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia blows it out and, uh, and we'll see.
1: yeah, and this this next question here, this is one we touched on a little bit last week. I mean, I personally. I think it works. I think Dion, I think it works. You know, we talked about Georgia Tech. Um, You know, he would he would be you talk about instant recruiting, microwave recruiting. He would be bringing in four and five stars tomorrow. Again, I don't know about the X's and O's yet just because he's a new coach. You know, that takes time as a coach. But talk about instant microwave a program. He would work for me.
0: Well I mean the, the thing is for me there's a lot of coaches you don't know about the x's and O's <laughs> you know you yeah. know what I'm saying like out there like like he at the very least I mean I think he, he's gonna he's gonna win big when he gets a bigger job at the very least you're gonna get a lot of tickets being sold and outstanding recruiting and that's about 75 percent of the battle right there so if he hires a good staff, I think he – I mean, honestly, I think he's going to get a big job whenever he's ready to leave. But if I was a program, I would hire him in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I mean, if he came in as kind of like that figurehead type coach where he oversees recruiting, brings in a great D.C., a great offensive coordinator, it would definitely work, I, I think. So Yeah. Uh, we shall see, my friend. We shall see. So, hey, with that said, I think we covered it pretty well um jay where are you this weekend what what game do you have
0: i'll be charleston southern at campbell on saturday and then on friday night uh nightdale versus heritage for high school football so got a back-to-back friday and saturday so excited uh excited for the weekend to get started
1: busy weekend for you uh you know i really want you to get one of these yukon games dude so i
0: don't know let's get come let's get up, a UConn come up game. and say we can go out and and get uh get some dinner up in the Cimento territory up there in Connecticut.
1: Yeah, you come come have some real Italian food, buddy. Because uh I'm, I'm gonna listen, bring a I love the South as much <laughs> as I love the South. The Italian food it just doesn't hold up.
0: Uh the, <laughs> the food up there is way better, Matt. Way better. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. The Italian food up there—that's you gotta. You'll have to show us some next week. You'll have to eat some and show us. Show us on your screen what you're eating.
1: <laughs> sounds good. I don't. I don't shy away from food. So uh,
0: sounds <laughs> yeah. good. I'm with you.
1: But uh, with that said, buddy, all right. Well, want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Um, you can find this show obviously on Facebook, but you can also find us on YouTube at the Sports Objective. Uh, please follow us. Pr- please like and subscribe and sign up for notifications. And uh, once again, we appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, for this week, go Pirates. <laughs>
0: You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. Listen to the show pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. Be sure to follow us on social media at the Sports Obj on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show and go pirates!